White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go and subscribe. Maybe you can win a prize pack that we give out when we hit 100 viewers and subscribers our next 100 viewers and subscribers i think we're at like 420 right now so let's get Hell up to 500 yeah. guys Hell yeah 420 to- totally dude uh 312-566-8727 312-566-8727 i saw a couple of voice message messages left for on friday saturday and today locked on socks at gmail.com is the way you can send us an email without any further ado here is chris Tannehill. Chris, how was your weekend in uh, beautiful Wisconsin? Oh, it was great. You know, it is Illinois' largest state park. <laughs> I think I broke the record for uh, old fashions consumed in a weekend, Herbie. Wow. Uh, All I, right. I mean, yeah. Get loose. Let's go. Yeah. I think I had like four. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty, pretty crazy. Shit. I know. It's amazing <laughs> I can even hit record today. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a great weekend. How was your weekend? It was good. That Friday extra bonus show was not great. You can actually hear me, guys. Hey, how you doing? Because Chris is here. We got somebody here. And by the way, we haven't asked you on the Locked on Sox podcast. Chris Tannehill, you are away. How do you feel about the White Sox deadline deals? I'll tell you that in a second. Uh, but uh, I had a great weekend. Yours was great, I assume, as well. Bill Walden had a great weekend. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. And Herb, I guess you can say that yesterday's walk-off home run by Brian Goodwin, I guess you could say that was a good win. Well. Right? I would take it. Um, I'm, I would have made that joke if you didn't. <laughs> I, I, uh, Jay Hood beat me to it on Twitter, but I thought of it before he tweeted it, and there's no way. I, you got to hold on to that. That one's uh, oof. You got to make that joke, right? Um, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Craig Kimbrell thing. What they got rid of Slappy? What the hell? What's Rakan doing? Uh, great. <laughs> awesome. No, it's what a move, man. And you, you saw that. Like I, that. I was really regretting. I I did not think there was any way that they would make an acquisition like Craig Kimbrell. And what a move to make, shortening a a ball game. And you saw it on full display yesterday, which we'll get to in a minute. But I I love this move for the White Sox. They didn't give up really anything that that you couldn't afford to part with. Look, the magical thing. You know, I'm sure you mentioned on on Friday, I did not get a chance to listen. Um, I was uh, probably one uh, old-fashioned deep at that point. Um, But Mm. Steve Stone's comments on on Nick Madrigal, I think that those summed it up best. The the kid was overdrafted, great hit tool, great contact rate guy, and I think in in the big picture he would have been a great fit with this White Sox lineup providing that much-needed balance. I mean, you saw it. We never really saw this team at full strength 
last season and this season for a long enough stretch to know what it could possibly look like. But they've been able to get by without him after the injury. But he's a guy that would have profiled nicely in this lineup, I believe. But, you know, how many times did we talk about in the early iterations of this show the, the defensive miscues, the the mental errors, the, the base running errors, you know, running through a stop sign in a playoff game or hurting himself out on the base pass. Like this is this is a slam dunk move, and especially if the White Sox are able to to get that option vested. I don't know how that is going to work in terms of saves and the, and the vesting option with the saves and how that goes. I'm sure the Sox will just pick up the option regardless of whether or not it technically vests or not. I'm not sure. We'll have to get a smart, smarter person than either of us to, to talk about that. But I, I absolutely love this move. And Cody Hoyer is going to be a good pitcher. I have no doubt about it. But this is a good haul for both teams, I think, because we saw Jed Hoyer trying to revamp. Nick Madrigal is the kind of offensive player that the Cubs have been looking for for the past three or four seasons in terms of giving that their lineup some balance. And you know, I, I hope for his sake he cleans up the defense. I think him and Nico Horner could be the modern-day Ryan Terrio and Mike Fontenot you know, yeah. <laughs> up the middle there. Cub fans they will, would love that. Yeah, they would absolutely love that. And, and, and the kid's a good player. you know. So mm-hmm. it, it was a real good move, man. And it really, when you can shorten a game in a, in a playoff game, like the Sox will have the ability to do, knock on wood, everyone's healthy. Craig Kimbrell was absolutely just outstanding this weekend. Came in, got those jitters out of the way on Saturday with a clean inning, and then yesterday comes in with the 1-2-3 setting up Liam Hendricks. I, I can't wait to see how these guys are going to be deployed throughout the course of the season. I, I don't think you'll see them much as they were used yesterday with Kimbrell for the eighth and then Hendricks for the ninth. I think they're going to try to space them out so you have an available closer for you every single night and remember that folks that's what this is all about here going forward making sure everyone is healthy come playoff time i heard i think it was gordon beckham maybe talking about it but making sure all the guys are ready about a week before the postseason starts so you can kind of get that train moving a little bit so you're not starting the postseason flat-footed so if you can keep everyone healthy that's what this is all about and i'd be saying the same damn thing had the Sox lost that ball game yesterday, but they did not. But what what an awesome move by Rick Hahn. And there was an interesting little uh, tidbit here that I was going to save for later, but since we're on the topic here, Chris Bryant uh, gave an interview uh, with the San Francisco media over the weekend, and he was talking about uh, Jed Hoyer and the moves that he made. And, you know, Cub fans are, are certainly – you know, they, they have to live with this all weekend and Rizzo homering twice, Bryant homering, Baez homering. Like, you know, it, it's it's a rough go for Cubs fans. But, you know, Chris Bryant made the point of how Jed Hoyer chose to make these trades. You know, he, he sent Rizzo to the Yankees because he, his family is, is out on the East Coast currently. He sends KB to the Giants, a great franchise with a chance to win. And KB is a Las Vegas guy, so he's got family out there. Uh, he sends Baez to the Mets to play with his buddy Francisco Lindor, where they played with each other in high school, um, and also a chance to win. And then an interesting note, he mentioned that Craig Kimbrell's daughter, I guess, has heart issues. So part of the reason why they wanted to keep Craig Kimbrell in Chicago, or at least close, so he wouldn't have to travel as much, is because he didn't want his daughter to travel. And, you know, th- this is not the sole reason why that deal was made with the White Sox, but it's part of it. You know, the human element of this, and I think Jed Hoyer did the right thing, with the Cubs, this is something that we saw coming for a long time. It doesn't mean it's it's easy to swallow for Cubs fans, but I think this this Kimbrel deal is a move that that's going to work out uh, nicely for both parties. And you know, we saw what a good closer can do on the uh, North side in 2016 with Arolis Chapman. I think this has the same type of vibe right there. So yeah, man, exciting stuff, and I, I enjoyed watching these guys, Hendricks and Kimbrel, 
over the weekend. But uh, where do we start, Herbie? Uh, did I do the presenting sponsor? No, I did not. We are nope. brought to you by our buddy, Sully. That's right. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There is a news item here, Herbie. Um, Luis Robert continuing to, to crush it down in the lower levels, and I would expect him hopefully to be up by next weekend, uh, maybe mm-hmm. sooner. He's, he's been doing awesome. Uh, the legs seem to be uh, at 100% seemingly, but there is some sad news here. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to Billy Hamilton, who uh, is on the uh, IL with that oblique strain. Really uh, tough, really <laughs> tough. I saw when he got it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe it. It's like the cross the crossroads video. Rick Khan came up to him in the black trench coat and put yeah. his put his hands to his to his face, and all of a sudden, oh my oblique! Oh, I didn't even know what that was, but I got an oblique now. Yeah, so what we're, we're thinking about? He's like touching his thigh. Oh my oblique! No, dude, come on, side of your body, come on. So yeah, we're, we're thinking about you, Billy. We'll see you in. Ten days. Uh, no, it'll be longer than that. <laughs> ten days. I think, I think yeah. Uh, definitely ten definitely days. ten days. They play it by the book. Ten days. That, that's all they can do. That's all he needs, and he'll be 100% ready to go. Uh, so there's your news items out there. And Eloy hopefully will be in the lineup tomorrow as the White Sox are off today. He's got that groin issue. And you know, I, was, I was wondering to see if he would grab a bat late in the game yesterday. He did not. So they're just trying to be super cautious with everyone. And, you know, they're not leading on that this injury – is is bad for Eloy. I think, or else they would have put him on the IL once again. Um, but I, I think he's going to be okay, and hopefully he'll be in that lineup Tuesday. They're just being overly cautious, which I cannot fault them for. But where do we begin, Herbie? What what's what what's on the front burner? Is it is it the the mistreatment of Jose Abreu uh, this this entire weekend series? I think is that the thing that sticks out. I think when we look at this Sox and, and Cleveland rivalry, Len called them the Tribe yesterday, so I'm going to continue to call them the Tribe. I don't know if he realized he did it, but he dropped a, the Tribe on us, so I'm going to do that because they're still a tribe of people. They're of a bums. team. They're of bums of bums who have no control of the strike zone, and they're hitting Jose Abreu and. And what a, what a game on, on Friday night, man. I was watching up in the hotel room in Lake Geneva and just a, a wild one, man. Uh, I, I, like everyone else, I was just I was shocked after Jose Abreu got hit in the head. And it's still mm-hmm. – you go back and watch that. To, to yesterday, I, you know, I saw the replay in, in the game. And, man, it's still, it's still rough to watch. And, of course, you have the very memeable moment of Tony La Russa out there, um, <laughs> you know, getting those knees up there. And uh, everyone was talking about it on Twitter. But, Herbie, your, your thoughts on just this uh, – what's been going on here with, with Jose Abreu and, and, you know, these getting hit continuously. And, and the Indians pitchers conti- – excuse me, the – they're not the defenders. They're Indians too. <laughs> Uh, the Cleveland pitchers continuing to to hit White Sox hitters, mainly Jose Abreu, and uh, you know you can look at uh, Jim Margulis had a, a nice little write up about it, and you could see all the times like in the past decade that the in- Indians. I did it again. Damn it! I'll have to put money in the in the jar. Lindians. <laughs> the, the Lindians. Yeah, that's evergreen. Uh, the amount of times the Lindians hit a White Sox uh, hitter over the years, and it's really uh, astounding that the mismatch in terms of the opportunities for both sides there. But uh, Pito must be protected, and you saw it on full force with the manager protecting him. Lance Lynn had some words, which we'll get to in a second. But, you know, Herb, do you expect us to believe that uh, th- this was 
just pure accident, pure accidental? What, what was going on here over the weekend? How did how did you see this this stuff transpiring? Do you think this stuff was intentional? And how do you think the 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 Sox team responded accordingly? I think that there's a zone that they want to get Jose out at, and it's up and in. And I think they have the preference to not hit him, but also not any like objection to graze him or hit him in the uh, shoulder, hit him somewhere up in the body. Like the hitting in the head, Karen check doesn't have his sticky stuff anymore. So he doesn't know where the ball's going. We see the two times he pitched this weekend, the White Sox were getting to him both times as before he looked like filthy and could not be uh, hit at all. When I was uh, seeing Karen check and then class a behind, I was like, how do people get hits in the eighth and ninth versus Cleveland? Now the sticky stuff's gone. That guy with the hit of the head of Jose on Friday, I didn't think he meant to do that, but also I think he did mean to get the ball up and in to get Jose off the plate a little bit and then get him off his slider or curveball that was going to throw off the plate. So, yeah, they I don't think they have, like, any qualms with hitting Jose Abreu on the patch of his uh, left arm. I don't think they have any qualms with hitting him low in the body the other time. They're just trying to get him out. But also, like, you know, if we hit him, we hit him. Who behind Jose Abreu is going to hurt us? So they have that type of game plan. And, you know, I think the White Sox handle it perfectly. You don't retaliate by going to hit Jose Ramirez. You don't retaliate by giving them a free base and then kicking out the pitcher you have at that time and Tony La Russa at that time. That's stupid. That's hurting yourself just to send a message. That's dumb. Yeah, and I was... But they did today with uh, Billy Billy Goodwin, with Brian Goodwin, <laughs> that's the message. I think part of that was him looking over to Cleveland and then flinging that bat. Oh, that bat flip. Oh, man, just pure deliciousness. Uh, you hate to see it, folks. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. I, I agree with you. I think the game they definitely have a certain game plan against Jose Abreu. And, and the, Cleveland's pitchers, that's generally what they do. Like they, they, you know, they've got really good control of the strike zone. They work all quadrants of the strike zone, and they, and to be effective as they are when they don't have a, a huge offense behind them, like they have to pitch the ball. And you know, part of successful pitching in the major leagues is pitching inside. And I, and I agree with your sentiment that they're 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 trying to pitch inside, and they're not trying to hit Jose Abreu per se, but. I agree with what you said in terms of if 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 it happens to happen, if he happens to get hit, then then so be it. You know, I don't think they have much remorse behind it, especially when you look at what Cal Quantrill was out there doing mm. ye- yesterday. That really uh, annoyed me. Um, I, I wasn't totally sure. You know, even though he was dotting corners all day long, he had good control. Then all of a sudden, he hits a Brayu. I wasn't totally convinced. Uh, that he was doing that intentionally until he walked off the mound there after retiring the third uh, the, thir- the third out of the inning there and then he's given the yeah bring it on to the to the Sox fan base there as they're jeering him and booing him as he's coming off the the mound and he's like saying yeah bring it like that's just that's a pudwack attitude right there man you don't do that to me that makes it seem like you know it, you can't sit in here and say it wasn't intentional and then go out there and have an attitude like that like Cal Quantrill did yesterday that to me that was kind of gross the way he handled that and I love the theater the Josh Donaldson stuff I love that but when you when you're talking about a, a, a man's livelihood and you know especially a guy who just got hit in the head you know, two days before like mm-hmm. that's not that's not stuff to play around with, man. And you know that's just that's just a, a kid out there being dumb, and you know you chalk it up to that. But I was not a fan of the way Quantrill handled that yesterday whatsoever. And um, it was funny because 
it, Lance Lynn, I think, had the the perfect response to this. He's he's a gamer. He's a good teammate, and he's been around enough years and enough teams where you know he he's seen it all and been through it all. And I thought what he said about a Brayu situation was perfect here, and how Tony responded. And we'll get to the funny thing in here as well. But there is a little salty language in this clip. So our, our guy uh, Zach Byrne, you might want to tell Porter to earmuff it here for us. But uh, here's Lance Lynn <laughs> talking about Jose Abreu and the way he was, uh, up, let's say, approached over the weekend. You look at where the where the pitch was, the count. Um, you know, you're going up and in, hard up and in, LO there. Uh, you know, that's not very well received. And you look at it when you're looking at trying to strike someone out or going something like that, and anyone gets away, you understand it. But right out the gate, up and in, uh, it's hard to swallow, that's for sure. But uh, Tony's got our backs. Everybody knows that. He always has, always will. And that's uh, who he is as a manager. Um, he's always going to have his team's back, and uh, you know, especially our, our MVP. He moves pretty good for a, a senior, right? He got out there quick. Yeah, high knee his ass off getting out there i loved it um, but uh you know you know you know that's who tony is tony's always going to have us um and that's uh, what we love about him and lance you've kind of talked about jose earlier this year but that does it kind of i mean he's really taken a lot physically and yet he's still coming out there every day just wants to be out there for the team pretty much yeah and i think that's what uh kind of gets people fired up the most uh the abuse he gets um you know, guys aren't afraid to just f- let shit fly in there, and that's not well received on our side, and we're not happy about it. And tonight was the one of many times that we've shown it, and uh, you know, we're going to make sure that he doesn't just get hit the hell of it just because they don't want to face him. And that's what we're uh, we're starting to see, and that's not where we who we are as a team. Let him just sit there and take it. So I tend to you know, err on the side of what Lance Lynn believes there. You know, he, he, he sort of believes that it's, you know, just because they don't want to face him, like 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 you said, they're not afraid to hit him if, if that happens to be the, the outcome there. And I did love Tony going out there and, and defending, you know, his team, defending his captain, his, his MVP. I, I appreciated that. You know, the, the coach Tony uh, really showed out for me on Friday. And slowly but surely here, you know, I, I, we've given him respect throughout the course of the season when he's earned it we've criticized him when he's earned that as well but you know I, I think it's it's pretty clear that uh that you know the, the clubhouse is very tight right now and Tony's got their backs and, and they seem to have a, a very solid working relationship here as we uh, are finally now in August don't you agree yes and Tony has done a awesome job you know getting the team together that going out and separating roberto perez from jose abreu he's not really separating just saying hey man that's our guy i'll take care of him get from over top of him and shit like that roberto perez wasn't trying to do anything but also tony going out there showing his fire like that to his players standing up for his players and it's not contrived it's real I'm sure the players like that's that's what manager out there. And then he did it on Sunday too when Jose Abreu got hit by that high fastball, went out and talked to the umpires, talked to the crew chiefs. Like, what what the hell's going on out here? How is it gonna hit my man? You see this whole series hit my man th- for the third time, up and in, all two times, one time in the head. Can we get some type of retribution for them? Can they kick the pitcher out? Can they kick uh Marlo Hale out? Something because without it, I gotta now police and that puts us in a bad position to hit one of their guys and putting one of their guys on for free. And if it's Jose Ramirez with a base open, damn straight, I'll do it. So I'm glad that he did not do it. I'm glad that he did not retaliate. 
the greatest revenge is to walk off on those bitches, <laughs> to fling the bat a thousand feet in front of them, in front of the dugout, and to celebrate in front of them. That was the greatest revenge. Cleveland will never, ever, ever think about hitting Jose again. And if they do, they know some they, some retribution's coming. Something's and, coming. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know I I do worry. I guess like, like you said, I worried about. The, the retribution coming yesterday in a tight ball game, I did not want to see that, especially when you had Ronaldo Lopez out there dealing, mm. who's just mm. awesome. Like, There's a couple of guys here that I want to just give uh, tips of the cap to. Guys, throughout the course of a championship season, you're going to you're gonna count on everyone on your, on your roster. Everyone's going to have to make a contribution every so often. And Jose Ruiz on Friday – so they can so they can hold down that victory on Friday. Him coming in in a tough spot after Ryan Tapera came in and he was not good and he was not good all weekend. And I feel so bad for Ryan Tapera. He comes in from a new team, coming from the Cubs, been solid all year, and then of course he comes in and has a couple of uh, bad outings. But uh, we are gifted with this from Ozzie Guillen. Even Tempura know what's now. He's like, what happened? You're gonna take me out? You don't? What's going on? And Ryan, if you're watching, you have a new nickname. What's the nickname? Tempura. <laughs> What's his name? I, I, Tepera. Tepera. Well, to me, my, my English is not that beautiful. You're just hungry right yes, now. Yes, it's yeah. a tempura. I gotta call it tempura. <laughs> you, you, do you like to order a shrimp tempura? Ah, that's my favorite. Hey, tempura. Okay, tempura. Don't get mad at me, but that's going to be your last name from now on. So we have the cheeseburger and tempura. Uh, so I love that right there. But and also, he was talking to Gordon Bacon. Exactly. Yeah. So you know all the all the food items there. Uh, but yeah, Ronaldo Lopez was just awesome, awesome, awesome yesterday, and he's been real good all year since he's been up. Uh, his ERA down to one point two nine on the season, and he was just command was impeccable. He had the breaking stuff working. It was like a different guy out there, man. And and what I loved most about Ronaldo is he pitched with poise, pitched with confidence, and, and pitched with some uh, pretty good pacing. Like I, I'm I'm from the school of you, you work fast and good things will happen. You'll get into a rhythm that way, and you'll keep hitters off balance, and that's what he was doing, man. But Ronaldo, uh, along with Bummer, Kimbrell, and, and Hendricks, able to hold down that victory yesterday. But how good was Ronaldo Lopez, Serby? He was awesome. He was in the role, I think, that we've been saying he should be in for the jump. You failed as a starter, and that's you know no you know, big-time slight. And the White Sox have a full rotation right now. Seems like Rolando Lopez has gone down and got the mindset and mentality right. And we said this about Ryan Burt, too. So this could be corrected really quickly. So I got to give him credit while he's doing well. I'll shit on him when he does poorly. So Ronaldo Lopez looked like a king in his three innings that he worked today. He looked like the guy that they envisioned him to be. I could see the fastball. Dot and quarters with 97 just saying, man, go ahead and hit it. I'm Ronaldo Lopez. Let's go. <laughs> like I, like the the fire too that you usually don't see Ronaldo yeah. Lopez has was like very unusual. I was like, let's go. He's ready for it. He's got a different mindset. He's pitching like he actually knows what he wants and what he what he wants to do with some conviction. I like what he what I'm seeing. I don't know if that's a Liam Hendricks, a Craig Kimbrell, uh Ethan Katz, a guy down uh, in the minor leagues that changed his mind. I know the results weren't great, but maybe he was working on some things. He's come up and looked great. Absolutely. And he had the corrective eye surgery over the offseason and they said he had trouble seeing the signs that were put down for him. You know, so I you know, it, it's 
I don't know if there was ever a situation where he just straight up didn't know the sign and just threw whatever. You know what I mean? Although sometimes it may have felt that way. Uh, so but, you're saying he saw the signs and opened up his eyes? <laughs> yes, you could say that. I certainly okay. won't. Um, but he just looked awesome. And I, I had to, you have to believe that when you have problems with your vision out there, like, the, your balance is going to be off a little bit. You know, like you can't sit out here and have blurred vision and I think and do anything efficiently. So they're able to correct that. And he's been awesome ever since he's been up here. And what do you know, Herbie? You talk about Ronaldo Lopez and then all of a sudden you look over at 312 That's 312 All the stars come out here on the Locked on Sox voicemail. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this, actually... This is uh, Renato Lopez. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what the fuck? I'm calling the show because, well, first of all, uh, what is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, can we even play this? Uh, I, I don't even, this says it's Ronaldo Lopez, but I'm starting to think maybe it's not. I feel weird even just playing oh, this. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what he's got to say. Jake Lamb, the audio show, a, um, is a very good Okay, ball. all right. Yeah. <laughs> dump him. Like Robert, dump him, dump him. Thank you, Ronaldo, for checking in. But I do not I don't think that was him. Um oh. we'll take a quick time out, talk about that big walk off from Brian Goodwin next here on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Money lines every night, over unders. It's all there for you if you enjoy betting on baseball at Bet Online. They've got all the other sports too: NBA Finals coming to a close, football futures, golf. I've talked to you about some of the crazy fun prop bets they have going on at Bet Online. Got some new ones here just added. Aside from the alien abduction props, which I always enjoy they have who will bill gates date next what about jeff bezos who will marry first bezos or gates you can place a bet on that before the next pitch head to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason head to the website and use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts here it is. Deep right. It will go. Ball game over. Brian Goodwin wins it. Another guy, Herbie, who I had on my list here, and I know you were firing off on Twitter about a, a, a bad decision that this guy made early on in the ball game, and then what does he do? He goes on and walks it off later. Brian Goodwin with that base running boner early on in that ball game where he, he, he you know hits that that pop up to you know third base left field and he, he's not running it out all the way he's not looking to see what happens and of course the ball drops in and then he misses first base so he has to go back and touch it so that pretty much the lack of hustle lack of awareness not looking for the ball and then missing first base pretty much eliminated any opportunity for him to advance to second base. So I was really upset about that, and I and I hate that when the guys at the bottom of your roster who weren't even supposed to be here today, uh, to quote Clark, see, when those guys start to dog it on you, I, I get angry. But then he really made up for it with that walk-off home run, man. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Do we do we forgive him for that? So, okay, or does it still offend your baseball sensibilities as it does mine? No. we. I mean, just because you hit the home run at the end doesn't, erase all the bad that happened during the game it was good the home run awesome but yeah i wrote at the time when he did make a defensive miscue i was like 
you know, he's a net positive. Like he's done much better than he's done poorly. But the, the bad stuff needs to be called out too, guys. Come on. Just because he gets a walk-off home run doesn't mean he's absolved of not running on that ball, no matter what. Like, it's a pop fly where the shortstop is going out and the left fielder's coming in. He should be running hard all the time and finding the bag. It's not that hard. We've been missing first and home plate. Like, it's like it's part of the game. It's not. It's an easy thing to run hard, hit first base, go to second base when the ball is bobbled and thrown pretty much into medium center left field. So I don't know what he was thinking there. He was just looking at the ball, being a, a passenger in his own play. Come on, get some, uh, get some, uh, some keys to understand what's going on. And the other day, I think he was there at a ball, just like Lurie was there in Kansas city on a ball. He didn't necessarily need to jump for the ball. Ball was in his glove and just didn't come down with the ball. And then today, same thing, sliding, he was there, ball was in his glove, and it just falls out of the glove when he hits the ground. Like, these things are a normal right fielder who is competent at his job, pretty much put those in his pocket. He's not that good as far as those plays. Like, every time it's hit to his direction, especially when he's in center field, I hold my breath because I don't know how his reads are. Like if he has the great vision, maybe he needs to go and talk to Ronaldo and see about his LASIK <laughs> surgery and get a better reads on balls because he's lost out there sometimes. I'm glad that Luis Roberts going to be coming back and the majority of the bats will be between him and maybe uh, Gavin and uh, Engel in right field. So they'll do a three-man weave there. So we'll all get like the premium versions of all three of the guys and put in the best spots to win because I can't have him out there like a late game situation. Even, but I, I don't know why Tony thinks he's a good outfielder. Like maybe it's comparison to the rest of the guys. Yeah. But when it's back to uh, Aloy being back and Andrew Vaughn being out there and Robert being out there, I don't want Brian Goodwin out there in the late situations. If need be, give me, give me angle. Or give me the obliques of Billy uh, Hamilton in right field, but don't give me Bill, Bill Brian Goodwin. He is not good in the outfield at all. I th- we're going to talk about this tomorrow, I think, with the White Sox off today. We're going to open up the mailbag tomorrow, and we'll tell you how you can be a part of the show next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. You got to sign up for the email and text alerts with Built Bar like I did because then you won't miss out on limited flavors like what they have right now. Grasshopper cookie. It's Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie that you guys all know and love. All the flavor without that sugar, just 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 5 grams of sugar. I'm down 24 pounds now thanks to Built Bar. Been getting those bad sweet treats out of my life, replacing them with Built Bars, and it's worked great. As a matter of fact, I just got my shipment in of my new favorite flavor, German chocolate. They are outstanding. They're 180 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 5 grams of sugar, and just four grams of net carbs. And I only got them because I signed up for their email and text alert. So as soon as my favorite flavor was back in stock, and that's the thing about a lot of these flavors, they sell out quickly. I was able to get in there and get my box of 18 before I go on vacation. So now I won't be without them even on vacation. And there's flavors for everyone at BuildBar.com. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream. There's so many different flavors, an endless variety of flavors depending on what your tastes are. 
Bar. So order today, get the Grasshopper Cookie or even Raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that cool? Go to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we want to hear those voicemails tomorrow. 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. Send us an email, lockedonsocks at gmail.com. That's lockedonsocks at gmail.com. A day off is a perfect opportunity for us to sit down and chat with you guys. I know uh, we had read one earlier in the show there, and you heard some voicemails earlier, but let's get some more going. We've got some some in the, in the hopper here that we have not addressed today that we'll talk about tomorrow, and there's big picture issues with this roster, and not issues, but questions uh, you know that, that we'll get into, and I'll ask Herb tomorrow. But yeah, we want to hear your guys' emails and voicemails tomorrow so we can uh, have the mailbag opened up here, okay? Does that sound good to you, Herb? We do a little mailbag for the peeps tomorrow? Sounds good to me. All right, so uh, I think that's all I got here. Um, anything else to stick out this weekend? I'm trying to think of my notes here. Just It was nice. It, it was nice. To, seven games back and nine games back, I'd rather be nine. I mean, it's a hot, controversial take. I'd rather be nine games up uh, on Cleveland at this point. There's a huge difference, I, I think, with the mindset mm-hmm. of, of seven and nine. I think if Cleveland walks out, of the south side with a, a seven-game deficit. They're feeling a little bit better about themselves. But they, they got those five games in the bank at the end of the year. And I think you, you want to keep it without out of striking distance of the five-game mark there going into the end of the season uh, because it is such a grind and crazy things can happen. But I, this, this was a big win yesterday for the Sox. Not an impressive way to, to get it done, but they do get it done nonetheless, and they get to sort of regroup with the off day. And yay, goody, the Royals are, are back. So we'll have that to talk about as well. But uh, anything else uh, on uh, on your notepad here for the weekend, or can we just uh, call it a day here? You did mention it a little bit, Sevi Zavala. Salute. I have said on this program that he should just take a, his bat and put it on his shoulder when he goes up there. Prove me wrong. The man put bats a ball, hit his first home run on Saturday over center field fence, then hit his second home run over the left center field fence, and then a third home run over the right field fence. First guy in Major League history to hit three home runs, his first three home runs in the same game. That is amazing. Congratulations to Sebi Zavala. Awesome job by him. Kudos. And I'm going to ask as you where I'm concerned. Well, hold on. I'm going to ask you tomorrow where he fits. Okay. With the, okay. We're going to talk about Zach Collins versus Sebi tomorrow. I think, I think that's one of the roster things that I've got my eye on. So, so couch that and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Cause I already know where you're headed with that. And it's, okay. it's certainly interesting. So uh, that's all I got then. That is Chris Tannehill. I am Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this episode of locked on socks.